As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Are you entertained? Sense the Scrubs, scrubs podcast. podcast. Welcome back. This is the Scrubs Revival Podcast. Y'all thought the show was canceled. Hopefully none of us actually get, you know, canceled. But (laughs) I think maybe some people thought it might have been canceled. But we're back. This is the first Scrubs Podcast since December of 2021. Let that spin. It has been a minute. When you say 2021, it sounds longer. That's the last month. Last month of 21. It's been a minute. Um, I'm Trey Alessio alongside Two Fly Ty Ty, Glove Lender Cam, and Kay the Turtle Killer, brother and the cousins. <laughs> we do the program. We uh, talk about music, movies, TV, sports, and gaming. Like I said already, it's been a minute since our last pod, so uh, we have a lot to break down and discuss. Buckle up and let's get right into it. So, with it being such a long hiatus, um, I figured we should talk about maybe some bigger topics that we're all itching to talk about, um, and then we can get into more recent things and just kind of what we're watching and just shoot the shit. Um, so yeah, let's start with that. I guess first let's first let's say what's up to the to the crew. How we doing? I feel like I haven't seen you scrubs in a minute. Glove lender and and turtle killer. Like, we've all just been busy it's been a minute it's good to be back it feels good to be in are you entertained studios yes true. sir where the magic happens true true yeah we have all in person pods soon i know you guys are coming to to des moines we're gonna have everybody in it's gonna be great sure. i've been grinding on the film and uh yeah like you said you've just been busy and Finally, you guys have had baseball, and we finally got some time to get all four together. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, any words before we dive in, or should we just do it? Get into it and just get after it. Okay, so you know we have to start with my the topic that I want to talk about the most, you know, because I made the you know Google Doc. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna talk some uh, Kendrick Lamar first thing. Uh, he dropped Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, uh, what, back in May sometime, I think? Yeah, I think it was May 13th. Yeah, May 13th, Friday 13th. You're right. You're right. Okay, so normally when we break down an album, you know, I throw in the generic, like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite beat? What's your favorite feature? All that. But I don't know. I feel like since it's been out for a minute, like, people have processed it. I just feel like that surface level and that this album needs to be dissected and, you know, 
So I'm here for that. I have already done that. I've written an article. Uh, hopefully you guys have read it. But yeah, I read it. I'm ready to. I'm ready to give my thoughts and even I have more thoughts than just the article. But um, I don't know. What do, What do we think? What do we think about this album? Uh, for me, Kendrick is so intentional with his music and just everything he puts out, whether it's a piece of promo, a promotional single, or the album and the songs itself. Um, so really for me, I just would be interested to know, like, what did you take away? Like, what did this album kind of say to you? Like, did, did, did it say anything to you? Is it like a trash album to you? Like, I, I'm just interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. Album. <laughs> I can, I'll start. <laughs> I going to start. I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, say, discuss. Uh, this is an interesting album because it had so much hype going into it because of the long hiatus, five years, six years, five years, five, five years, years in between albums, 1,855 so, days. So <laughs> the expectations were extremely high for this album. And I think along with a lot of the, the general public, I was a little let down after the first uh, listen. And I think that just because it didn't really fit Kendrick, like there wasn't a cohesive story that was that popped out to you after the first listen don't get me wrong there's a lot of good music on there and out like initially that right off the bat that i really liked um but after one listen all the way through i was like i was hoping after the heart part five we were going to get those kind of vibes right and like a story like that yeah um so after he released that song i'm like okay this is going to be an absolute <laughs> classic of an album and then when you listen to it the first time and the only real feature on there is Kodak Black and when, when they pro black, but I'm all Kodak Black. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And I, I forget really forget about Baby Keen. Yeah. And that <laughs> I like the song with Kodak Black and the songs that Kodak is in. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about Kodak Black because I have some thoughts. But but the more I listen to it. The more it, it, the more it grew on me. It grew on me exponentially. And there are a lot of songs after you listen to, after after I listened to them a couple of different times. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't catch that the first time. Or like, oh, I can see what he's trying to get across here. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's not my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. I I think it ranks somewhere in between Good Kid, Mad City and to to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, I was either of those i damn's my kin, favorite kendrick album really yeah it, that is that is that's, that's that's a hot take. i'm not saying it's a hot take but i think it's interesting i think it's I hot. Think it, it, you can have these hot takes because kendrick has four great albums so right fair. And, that's fair after after we first like after it first came out that first week trey and some of my friends were sitting around talking about it and at that time i was kind of like not super high on it but that, the more I listen to it, I just listen to the songs that I take away from it. And those songs are really, really, really good. What and songs are you listening to? Um, Silent Hills. Yes, Silent Hills is a slapper. Savior, Savior is my favorite song on the album. Yeah, song's Savior. Um, I'll to think. sleep if it's not N95. That song goes N95 is a really good one. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. But there's like there's a handful of songs that... Um, I listen to probably on a, a weekly basis. Okay. 
I have so many like responses that I want. Or, or do you want to get your takes off real quick? I don't care. Whatever you want. Okay, I want to respond, and then I'll hear you, and then I'll respond to you. All right, um, sounds good. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have read the little piece I wrote. I, it's okay if you haven't, but I read it. Um, I personally think that this album is an 18-part therapy session. I won't like fully break down like what I don't spoil. Don't to spoil the content. Don't spoil the album. <laughs> if you want to hear my thoughts, go read this article that I wrote. But uh. I truly believe this is an 18-part therapy session. And when Ty says that there's no cohesive story, I think we were all expecting that going in because that is what he's kind of given us after to Pimp Butterfly and Damn. Damn was a little different because it's kind of supposed to be told in reverse order. But um, I think we were all expecting the well-polished um response to the dark times that we've had in the previous years and that's just not what mr morale and the big steppers is it i think it it's not fully cohesive it tells a story i think 100 i i think it's about healing and i think it's about therapy and um i think it's about breaking generational curses um it's way deeper than one listen i didn't love the album after one listen i you know i liked it and i was like i was like kendrick is saying something here i just i'm not getting it right away um again because because i was expecting a well-polished just story handed to me a a digestible story Uh but really i think it's meta in the fact that it's meant to grow on you and it's meant it's like the back and forth that you would feel that therapy is like you get the contradictory thoughts you get the the candid in your head things that you might think but kendrick is saying that are intended to potentially piss some people off i think it's intended to put some people off and it's intended to be for its own audience and grow on you i think that's why this album is so meta and so great here is my hot take of the night I don't know for sure yet. It still has to grow, keep growing, but this might be my second favorite Kendrick album. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's my all-time favorite album, so it's not touching that. But it might be up there with number two. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know where I would put Damn and Good Kid, Mad City, but Mr. Morale. Like, I I feel like I have cracked the code, and I just I I <laughs> learn something every time I listen. Ascended. What's that? You've ascended. You're woke. I think I have. I think it's like that SpongeBob <laughs> meme when it's like I'm floating. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love this album. I have so many thoughts. There's still things on there that I have questions about that I, I haven't figured out. But um, I'm excited to break them down with you so we can talk about it. So uh, what do you guys what did what what did you take away? What did you think about it? So believe it or not, I didn't I didn't think it was that good after my first listen. And then it grew on me, just like everyone else. But one thing, so I listened to this album at work. Like, it, it was probably my third listen through a couple of days later. And I was like, ah, I'm still not vibing with it. I play it, and then it all just kind of clicked for me. Like, I was like, oh, this song's talking about this. This song's talking about this. And that's what I really like about the album, the fact that, like, it's like one song deals with an issue, the next song deals with a different issue. And it's just a ton of issues that he addresses. 
and I think there's some good upbeat songs like uh, in '95, and then uh, I think one of his deepest songs came on this album. This might be hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think Auntie Diaries is a very deep song. I actually really like that song. A- absolutely. The the whole story it tells, it, it's just great. But yeah, I mean, I really like it now. It's it's fine for third with damn for me. So fair. Well, I want to respond to your uh, comment about how it, each song deals with different issues. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it's all centered around like self self growth for Kendrick specifically. Oh, yeah. um, that and you know whether it's a candid thought that he has, whether it is him looking at himself in the mirror and trying to better himself, or, or you know some albums like We Cry Together, like that's the best. I love that song. I do too. It's amazing. It, I think a lot of it, people like that song, which is it's, very it's, weird because it's it's said, but it's literally, a, it's literally an updated I, version I got, of like, Kim by Eminem. Like that's the vibe I got. Off it's that. awesome. I love it. Uh, but I was gonna say with it's not really a song though. Like yeah, exactly. Like you would just never play that. Like, I played in my car. Just play that. I played in my car all the time. I'm gonna I be honest. Skip it. I don't skip it. Yeah, I don't skip it either. Well, I don't skip it. it if I listen to the album, but I would never just play it. Right. I'm with you, Ken. It's a good song. I liked it. it yeah, was, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's it my nice, little treat. It's yes. And that was an, another thing. Sorry to cut you off, Trey. Uh, I was expecting Kendrick usually has very powerful like skits or interludes between songs. We didn't get that except for a couple with Kodak in, in this album. One thing that I, in the past, that he has delivered on really well um, didn't really come through in this album, which I was a little disappointed in. What, the skits? Skits, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I I think I know why Kodak is on this album, and we can talk about it, but I want to hear from Cam. Yeah, that's mostly what I was, I love the inclusion of Kodak Black. Like, that, that was my big takeaway from it, I guess. Because when people think of Kodak Black, he's like, I mean, and he talks about it in his songs, like, he's raised by the streets, that's what he is, he's, you know, he's from the streets, never made it out, whatever. And Kendrick, I I think when he includes Kodak, it's like, you look at, like, if you looked at him, and if you know everything about him, they're like, oh, they're two totally different people, like, like, one's good, one's good, one's bad. But, like, throughout the album, you can start to see that, like, and especially in songs he talks about, he's not any different. Like, I just think that I, that's why I like the inclusion of. Uh, I kind of go off that, Cam. I, I told Trey after, like, my initial listen, like, there felt like there's dueling personalities within Kendrick exactly. coming out in this album. It's yeah. all duality. One yes. being represented by Kodak Black. And yeah. Mr. He would probably be the big stepper. Yeah. I mean, it, that's what he said. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. I just, I love that he picked a person to, like. But I yes. wish. Yeah. I wish instead of like instead of not saying he I, he he did it is clear after you listen to it several times, but I think he could have like that would have been an incredible theme to explore on the entire album. Yeah, get flashes of it. Um, but I felt like that is like a perfect theme for Kendrick to go on an entire album for and tell yeah. you through. He didn't tell a story. Like you got the dueling personalities battling it out in in the songs but it wasn't telling a story per se yeah 
And that kind of leads me to what I was going to say next is, I mean, just point blank, there's a lot going on in this album. And I think that's also what makes it, I think it's also some of it's like, some people view that as like it's downfall if you don't like it, but it's also what makes it great if you do. And we're all in agreement that we do. And yeah, like it's hard to put like a ranking or something because it's not like anything else. Right. Like I... I personally enjoy Good Kid, Mad City the most. Like, that's my Kendrick album. That, that's the most, like, easily digestible of the album. And that's probably why, is I like it because it's easy to listen to and it goes down well. I still really like this one. It's just I tend to go back to Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. I think I'd probably rank it above Damn, but below Good Kid, Mad City into Pimple Butterfly. I think sure. that's where I'd put it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to respond to the Kodak Black thing. Uh, so when I first heard Kodak on this album, I immediately thought of Kanye, including Marilyn Manson on his album. And I thought to myself, like, why, why, would, why would Kanye do that? And I think his whole theme of like religion and forgiveness and all of that kind of lends hand in hand with that. I think in I'm trying to like step into Kanye's shoes and think what he's thinking, which is a, <laughs> a, that's, but, a tough, that's a tough, tough that's a tough task right there. Yeah. But I, I think in his mind he's saying like he's a human, he's a child of God, and he makes mistakes, makes sins, which I mean he made some fucked up mistakes, <laughs> but um he's still a human and he still exists and he's, you know, there's no such thing as being canceled. Like he is a human who lives. I think I, and you know, he not, not to say he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions, but I'm just saying he is a person who still exists in the world. And I think the same thing goes with Kodak black on Kendrick's album. you, You say the good and the bad. For me, immediately, I I don't listen to Kodak's music other than on Kendrick's album. I'll be honest. No, I say I, bad, like with, I guess you can't see, but I threw quotations on it. Like in this, I yeah. was just going to say, I was just going to go back and say, like, the duality of it. You go back as far as the album cover and you see the duality of the crown of th- uh, thorns encrusted in diamonds. The gun and gun tucked in the back. And the gun tucked in the back. And you see the popularity of uh, Kendrick and how famous and successful he is. And you see the shitty apartment or you, the shitty hotel room that they're staying in. It's the duality. It's the good and the bad. And for me, what I wrote in my little piece about this album, what I took away is, you know, I'm trying to remember perspective. I, I lost my train of thought for a second. So really the heart part five, he leans into the perspective theme. And then for me, I, I think what I took away is perspective leads to empathy. And this album as a whole, I personally think is about healing and self self growth. And I, so I think the overall premise of this album is perspective leads to empathy. Empathy leads to healing. I think this is such a deeper album than what meets the eye. Um, it, it, and it just, it takes so much more than one listen. Like for the people who listen and once and they're like, eh, it didn't live up to the height. Like I feel sorry for them because this album is such a beautiful work of art um, and it deserves its recognition and you just got to let it grow on you. 
But going back to the Kodak thing, I think it's a easy, like a, a an apparent contrast. Somebody who, when I hear Kodak Black, I think sexual assault. Somebody who the majority of people would be pissed that Kendrick includes. He has a line on there that on his album, and it says, like it when they probe black, but I'm more Kodak Black. He's saying that he has the good and the bad within him. And he is saying that we all have that good and bad within us. Now, hopefully we all, you know, don't go sexually assault a woman that's fucked up and not right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we all have the good and the bad within us. It's within us to choose what we do. Yeah. But I'll also, just to build on that, you know, what song was, I think it was Auntie Diaries. Or what? There's a song where he's talking about sexual assault. I cannot remember what it is. Um, Mother I Sober. Sober. I think that, me personally, I think that's the deepest song on the album. But I think Zonky. I love, (laughs) I love the idea, not idea, but, you know, especially for somebody like Kodak, and that's what you think of, a song like that shows that, like, you know, that kind of thing doesn't just happen. Like, you know, it's not just a person deciding, yeah, there's like, and it's just like showing more, I guess, is like, you know, there's outside factors, there's generational stuff there that, and I'm not saying that it makes it okay. That builds up. Yeah. No. yeah, I'm not saying it makes it okay or anything, but it shows that like, you know, there it's it's always deeper than you think. Great. And I, I found that to be interesting for him to include that. Well, one thing that I kind of, Different, and I totally see your perspective. And I, I go back and forth on. So when when I heard that line, they like it when I'm pro black, but I'm more Kodak black. I thought as well that that's a huge defining like line of the album. Um, and kind of how the how I took it was, and it's kind of went into his rollout with how he quote tweeted the guy that said. Kendrick, we need you to save hip hop. And then he quote tweeted and said whatever he said. Yeah. And I think we put this expectation on Kendrick and other artists of like, you need to do this and like come in with this album with a tell a story and be cohesive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But Kendrick's like, I'm more Kodak Black and I have this in me too. Yeah. Uh, but to to piggyback off of that, I think that is why we don't get a cohesive story on this album. We get the back and forth and the messiness of it, all while at the end, which in a in a meta way does make it cohesive. He's saying that he chooses himself over what we all expected of him, giving us the digestible cohesive story. He chooses his happiness and his healing over what we expect of him that cohesive story i don't know i just think it's so much deeper than you know the surface <laughs> i agree i 100 yeah. percent agree the more i think about it it's just like we do kind of expect kendrick to like come back and save hip-hop um but you know that's not kendrick's job like he, he wants to tell his story in the way that he wants to do it um and i res- i respect i respect that um and it took it took a couple of listens, a few listens to get there. Uh, but I would encourage anyone to take another listen through it and and try and give it another shot. And in a funny way, him telling his story did in fact save hip hop. How weird is that? <laughs> How weird is that? Um, I know we've been talking about it the whole time, but there are there any like 
messages that you got that you really pulled away, like themes or anything that you want to discuss? Nothing really for me. I mean, the the reason I'm going to go back to Auntie Diaries, I'm sure you're tired of me hearing about it, talk to me, or hearing about me talk about it, but I didn't understand that song until like, it, it was late. It was like my 10th listen. I, really? I, I didn't understand it. Well, I like, mean, I, I, I got, I got that his aunt transitioned, but like, I didn't get the end. And the end is what I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, to me, he is comparing saying the F word to the N word. Right. The the homophobia and transphobia with racism and yeah. the same feeling that you get because that we're talking about cohesion a little bit. So he talks about bringing a, a fan on stage and singing a song that it's a white girl, I think he says, and oh. saying N word. And then they correlate that with saying the F, the dropping the F bomb. Uh-huh. And kind of that feeling you get. And then the very next song, Mr. Morale, it says, it was one of the worst performances I've seen in my life. So it's sneaky cohesive. It's sneaky cohesive. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Fran and I are seeing him in August. And it's going to be super hype about it. It's going to be sick. Exciting. Baby Keem opening up. And then also a piece. Baby Keem. Hey, two bubbles. I love two phones. He said it in the group chat. What? Yeah. Um, so Kendrick and then Baby Keem. And then I'm telling you, don't sleep. If you haven't listened to this uh, album, go listen. His name is Ta- Tana Tana Le- Leon. Oh, I'm snoozing. It's <laughs> called Sleepy Soldier. It's really good. And he's opening too. So I'm excited. It's going to be lit. Oh, nice. Have you guys seen little snippets of uh, his performances over in Europe, though? I have not. Yeah. crazy bro oh, if it's like that it's gonna be crazy I love that. trey you said that kendrick said in an interview that savior is his favorite song to perform yeah. that's my favorite song on the album that's gonna be sweet. Uh, which also goes back to the theme that no one is there like no one is coming to say like no one is the savior uh-huh. and to a point on that trey and i talked about it uh was he intentionally leaving off Drake in that little intro? <laughs> I did say, I he did, didn't say I Kanye like, either. He didn't say Kanye either. He could have easily, instead of saying Future, he could have said There's Drake. There's a line. Oh, yeah. whatever. Future's I, way better. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. There, Everyone looks at Future as like the toxic king, so I think it's great that he put Future on there. I, I think it'd be funny though, like if he did say Drake, like what would he say? He did mention Drake and Kanye on the album. No, he oh, yeah. did. But I meant in this in that savior song. So we got Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. Cole made you feel empowered, but he is not your savior. Future get the money counter, but he's not your savior. If he said Drake, what would he say? I don't know. Drake, Drake, Drake about hits. Drake's been making trash music. He can he talk about fame. He can talk about fame. I guess I don't know. He's gonna say Drake's making trash music. He's not your savior. He's Drake, not your savior. Ron said, "Give me his flowers, but he is not your savior." Drake topped the charts, but he is not your savior. I don't he could have done. He could have changed LeBron for Drake easily. Yeah, yeah, true. he cool. really could have. Yeah, uh, I think that I think that song is head and shoulders. I I think. It oh goes, yeah, I think it's head and shoulders above. I, it's just it is. Head and shoulders. Count me out. It's got 
and and the reason for that is just because it's got like the the mass appeal and it's got way more than meets the eye. I that's my favorite. I love the little tap dancers in between. Yeah. That's dope. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, also, Sam Dew, who is on that song, the he's the singer. He does, I believe, he does the intro, the "I help you find some peace of mind," and then I, I think he's on that, that song too. You yeah, agree? he he did an amazing job throughout this album. I think he was on like three or four songs briefly, but yeah, uh, just a beautiful body of work. I'm I, I'm so glad we have Kendrick. When, right. so while glad. we're on the topic of Kendrick. When do we hear from him again? Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next question. I mean, this is his last TD album. For me, when that when that came out, I think everybody jumped the gun. They're like, Kendrick's retiring. Kendrick's retiring after this album. I don't think he's retiring. I think the next project that he puts out, which we probably won't see for years, but uh, I, it'll be through PG Lang. Um, I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see Kendrick in a more executive role. Like, I think he's going to champion new artists like Baby Keem, like Tana Leone. Um, I think we're going more of like a young Jay-Z role. Yeah, that's exactly right. I I was actually going to compare him to Jay-Z. I I think we see him kind of in that role. Well, I'm sure we'll continue to get albums few and far between, but he ain't going anywhere. I'm kind of scared for his next album. I could see him trying to do something completely different. And well, this was different. I, I I'm talking completely like Drake different. I'll talk. I'll talk. Drake about, different. <laughs> I, I'll talk a little bit about more when when we get to Drake. But I still think Kendrick has more stories to tell. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, the man's only out up. five albums. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's move on to our next big bullet point, and we're gonna hit some sports. Uh, the NCAA football conference realignment. It has been chaos. It has been crazy. Um, really, the domino that, I guess, started this whole thing was uh, Texas and Oklahoma announcing that they're leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. After that, well, I, I, I guess the next one in sequential order were probably uh, Cincinnati, Houston, UFC, Actually, that might have even been before Texas and Oklahoma, but they're leaving the American for the Big 12. Um, those aren't as big of names. But uh, then we also had USC and UCLA announce they're leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 10. I also saw a rumor floating around, and I don't think it's been fully confirmed, but I could be wrong. North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are rumored to be leaving the ACC for the SEC. Um, I guess, what do we think here? Uh, do we like the idea of super conferences? Sorry, that's my text notification. Uh, is this good for college football? Uh, what do I, we think? I think this was probably inevitable in the college football playoff era. Boo. Um, Boo. Whether it'll this be, sucks. This sucks. Whether it will be a good <laughs> thing for college football is yet to be determined. Um because even with the expanded conferences and the super conferences, you only have a certain amount of games. You're not going to be able to play everyone in your conference. Uh, but I think eventually the way that it's panning out is it's looking more like the winner of the Big Ten is going to get a berth 
to the college football playoffs. The winner of the SCC is going to get a berth to the college football playoffs. The winner of the Big 12 is going to get a berth to the college football playoffs. And then there's going to be like one kind of Notre at, Dame. <laughs> an at-large bid from I the, think if you win your conference, you should you should be in the, the playoffs. Here's, here's the thing. So I – this is 100% all about money, which is shitty. Um, it it dilutes the rivalry. Like, think about it not just in college football, but, like, we're not going to get Duke, North Carolina anymore. Like, things like that. Like, we're not – these big – yeah, It means a lot less when it's not for, like, a conference championship. Yeah. Nebraska, like, Oklahoma. Like they played this year, people loved it. it yeah, exactly. they loved and it, but it wasn't the same conference. Is that that's what you're saying? Yeah. And it, but the the more shitty part is it'll be harder and harder to schedule those non-conference games with the packed conference schedule that they're gonna have. Right. Um, I don't know. It's it's just 100% a money thing, which is annoying. Well, um, I think for some of these schools, like you mentioned, Houston, UCF. They're trying to get a, a college football playoff bid. I think this the the format of the, the day and age that we're in, the college football playoffs, has forced some people's hands of like UCF went eleven and zero or whatever they did, and didn't get into the college football playoffs. Or you have some of these teams that are going have a ten and one record and not getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, what the committee is telling them. You got to win your conference tournament to get in or not uh, conference title. And even if you do, you need to be in one of these big conferences, power five conferences. But then it's just I mean, like what what happens to the Boise States of the world? What like what happens to the small teams that they do have a, a miracle year? And, you know, it's just I don't know. It, it just it, it dilutes college football, in my opinion. <laughs> here's what i think see you talk about what happens to the miracle teams like those small teams i think separating into these big conferences i think that's going to help them because let's say you're a real small team you haven't been good but you have one good year compared to if you were in a really small conference you would have no shot but if you were in a big one you have one good year you have that cinderella year you you run through your conference and then you have a shot I think it gives a lot of the smaller teams a shot. Uh, you know, on the small teams, let's talk about the big conferences. They they still have, you know, let's just be honest, the lesser teams. Like, what happens to the Northwesterns? What happens to the Rutgers? What happens to, I mean, Iowa State has had, they've gotten better. But, like, in you know, what happens to those lesser teams? The cream is definitely going to rise to the top. And even more interesting, in my mind, is. Are you talking from, like, a recruiting aspect i'm just talking like like talent and actual like winning He's talking about the and like the possibility of getting kicked out of the con- conference right? well that, that too but it's just like also another layer of it is like what i find interesting is like ucla and usc they in my mind are more west coast offense they're airing it out whereas they're going to the big 10 which in my mind is more ground and pound it's going to be interesting to see what rises to the top. I think, you know, a team like Iowa, they are a very conservative team who play boring ass ground and pound. Yep, yep, yep. 
get it done sometimes, does that does that beat a air it out team like U, USC? It's, uh, they got to score more than three points a game. But I, I, I think it's going to suck for teams like Rutgers and Northwestern who, I don't know, I just don't see them ever getting over that hump, especially in those huge conferences where you have the powerhouses of the – the country. I mean, what it's going to be is every year, every year, we're going to get Bama, Georgia, Clemson, and I'm missing Ohio State. Ohio State. That's literally what it's going to be every year. Well, that's what it's been. That's what is – make it – the one good thing I, I that do. I foresee about this uh, potential, you know, what's going to happen with the conference realignment, I feel like it forces them they're going to have to expand the playoffs. Bingo. I want, Bingo. They have to. If for for me, make it more, more of March Madness and give those Cinderellas a chance to knock them off. That that would be more fun to me. I don't know if I want to see it expand to March Madness level because I love how important the regular season is in college football. Every sure. game, every game matters. I didn't mean but, like for it to be that big. But to your point, I agree. It, we're gonna see because I think the conferences c- kick in for 2024 is when they when they start changing yeah. for the, for the most part. Right. Um, so when that happens, say you have two Big Ten teams that are really good, but one doesn't win their conference ch- championship, and then you got Bama always or Georgia winning the SEC. With these big teams and these huge conferences, I think it's going to lead to a little bit of chaos for the college football playoffs if you have four or five really good teams in these huge conferences. Not everyone can win the their conference championship yeah but just to go off of what they've done already they're like oh well this they won the sec so they're getting it like that's just how they've done it and they'll just keep doing that so it's really not going to be that much like i hope that this leads to expansion i really do. i would yeah, that's why i think it will but like the safe play for them is just to throw the sec team in because that's what they the champion that's what they would do and i think that's what they'll continue to do until they have to change I don't know. I think, uh, I think right. I'm uh, very on the other side because in my perfect world there'd be two conferences. Are you kidding me? Two conferences, four, two divisions in each of them, because I once you're in two conferences, obviously expand the playoffs. But like, I think right now it looks very gray because you're like, what happens to this team? What happens to this team? We get two conferences, two divisions each, and. Then it's all figured out. You don't have to worry about the bad teams being kicked out of conferences and stuff like that. But like, or like another an thing style where you have two two divisions and different and make it a tournament. Yeah, pretty much something like that. I just don't like how it's not really regional anymore. Like, yeah, what the that, hell? I agree. But I, that me and my buddies were talking about this and that we're from Central. It's going to be hilarious seeing UCLA and US, USC in Iowa. And we'll come into in March to play baseball in, in yeah. Iowa. Oh, Wait, my God. What? I'm going to die. True. That's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. And it's, not, it's, just, it's not just football right, that we're right, talking about. Right. It's just and like, also, like for that, it's like baseball is a one-weekend thing. And then you go back, oh, yeah, Rutgers is going to go across the country this weekend to play UCLA. Like, oh, that's great. That's a good idea. At the end of the day, I don't think they care about any other sport but football for this realignment stuff. No basketball too. I think football's the driver. But oh yeah, 
But one the, last thing I I have on this, and you guys are not gonna like me for this. You gotta get the independent teams out. F you. <laughs> you yeah. need to have a, not up and I've, seen, I've seen it once, and I'm sure it's happened before. How many? I just feel like it should not be an advantage to not be in a conference. Because there's been I saw it once happen where Notre Dame got in the playoffs, got a bye week because they got a bye week, and the other team had to play a team, and they lost. They had to play Alabama. Yeah, yeah, and so, they lost. It was Georgia. It comes down to. Money, like, like they they want to be on NBC. They want that sole right. The I was gonna say for Rutgers going across the country again. It stems back to money. It stems to TV market. Now they have West Coast and the New York market, two of the biggest markets. It's just uh-huh. money, and it's annoying. I think. Yeah. Okay. Why, why you brought up Notre Dame? I think it really it will be interesting to see that when 2024 season comes along see how that season pans out uh because if it really just becomes that a determining factor to get into the playoffs i mean the they're, gonna, championship, they're gonna be forced to yeah they'll, they'll, they'll be forced to that's I think. true we'll see you in the big 10 honestly man I think now it, that i think about it you're right now that conferences are expanding notre dame being independent actually doesn't help them as much as i thought it did no because they're gonna get knocked for the that. super conferences it doesn't help with the, with the conferences that the way way that they were, it was, one, it's a huge recruiting pitch. You can recruit to kids that you can be on national TV every single week and, and play in front of thousands of people. Um, and now we're in the day and age of NIL money, which yeah. also comes along with being on TV every single week, a lot more name recognition, a lot more uh, recruiting bucks that you can throw at people to come to Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. So there are benefits to staying staying independent. Um, that is a huge. Hu- it, the one thing that this, I'm afraid of is how this is gonna or to. You already see it with Alabama. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw the drama with. Um, oh, oh yeah, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and Jimbo Fisher. Um, basically, Nick Saban claiming that Jimbo Fisher is buying recruits, um, which is a slippery, like, I don't know how I feel about it because I do think that the the athletes should get their, the, the money that they're deserved, but I don't want to see these super teams where the kids are only going there because they're getting they the bill deals, right. where, which, We'll we'll see how it shakes out. We got Deion Sanders down there doing like shaking things up, which I think that'll be an interesting dynamic because he's getting a lot of good recruits to come down there. Um, Jimbo Fisher's doing, getting a lot of a uh, good recruits. We'll we'll see how this all things shakes out. We're in a real transition period in, in college football. Yeah, it's weird. So I want to talk about uh, and I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched Sports Center, so I don't know if this is something that my friends just made up in their heads or if it's been talked about. So we can talk about it. But they they had they they said um, it's they they threw out the scenario where it's basically they should do it like soccer, where they make a huge league, like basically have the teams that you know are going to be in the playoff contention. Let's say Bama, um, Ohio State, Georgia, Ohio, 
Clemson, maybe throw Oklahoma in there. Let, for Notre argument's Dame. sake, Notre Dame, sure. Like, let, <laughs> let them break Convenient. Off. Throw them in there. That's convenient. <laughs> it's more of a hopeful pick. We'll allow it. <laughs> but uh, they break off in their own league, right? And it's like the top-tier league. And then you have another league. And it's like a regulation-type thing for soccer. So if they keep winning, keep winning, they get bumped up to the elite league. Uh, I, I, that's an interesting idea. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know. I think it, I think it adds a little bit more incentive and it, it makes it a little more fun. But, um, the one, the one thing that I think this takes away is you in the big 10, like there, it's just, you know, you're you're like Iowa that are like consistent and, now, like consistent, like consistently, like you always face. You always no, know. I, know. That, I, I just whispered to him, they are because they are consistent. Yeah, they they are very consistent. I guess they do the exact same thing in the regular no, and no. postseason. And then you throw you throw in other teams that kind of stir the pot a little bit. I I don't know what how it's going to turn out. I'm interested to see. Um, I I just think it, all roads lead to an extent expanded playoff. 100%. My, another big thing that I think of is, like, Pac-12 and ACC, like, they're literally going to dissolve. And then, like, I would have to think the Big 12 is going to have to poach off of those two conferences because really, aside from the, Ameri- you know, the American teams that they're getting, I, they haven't really gotten a big get. You know what I mean? Like, it's really SEC and Big 10. We talked about Notre Dame going to join the Big 10. We've talked about we haven't talked about it on this podcast, but I know like Oregon and Washington, I think they're in the mix of potentially joining the Big Ten. Big Twelve, they're just chilling. Like, what, what the hell are they gonna do? And you have the, they're they're, they're scheming, they're getting Alabama. Who do you yeah. think who got the strongest get? Who who oh, is SEC. really? Oklahoma and Texas are big. Even if they're not good, they're they got big markets. I think oh, Texas oh, oh, Yeah, big. the markets Oklahoma was a big one. I think I think Texas and Oklahoma were the biggest get. I think Oklahoma's the biggest get. I don't think Texas is much. They're huge. It's a huge market. Don't 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 sleep on USC. That's a pretty big get. I mean, they're they're up and down, but they don't sleep on the Big Twelve getting since they did just get Lincoln. They did just get Lincoln Riley. I'm telling you, don't sleep on USC. They're up and down in terms of like their ability to play, but. They have a market, and they always get good recruiting. So, I don't know. That's a pretty good get. But I would – if I had to vote, I'd probably say Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, probably. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Anything else on this, guys? I think Big 12 is one get away from having the biggest pull. Low-key. The biggest I'm what? Serious. I'm serious. One the big pull. What? You said How big? Like uh, – Oregon? Clemson would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama would be a good game. I think, I think, I think, so, again, this is a rumor, but North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia, I heard they're rumored to go to the SEC, not the Big 12. Well, that would, uh, well, that'd be the biggest game. Yeah, that would uh, be the dispersion of the ACC, pretty much. But that's insane, though. Like, like Virginia going in football to uh, to the SEC. Like, oh my god, <laughs> insane. 
I mean, I get it in basketball, I guess. They're pretty good in basketball, but it's just going to be chaos. It's just interesting. It will be. It'll be cool. Anything else, or shall we move on? I'm good. Okay. Uh, We've talked uh, music and sports. Let's do a a movies topic. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the future of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, First of all, before we get in too far, Who's seen what? Um, who hasn't seen? I don't want to spoil anybody. Have you got so we have just saw Thor, Thor last week. Let's go. Thor. Did you see it, Cade? Yes. Yeah, we went. Okay, so everyone- I've seen everyone but Miss Marvel. I okay. have not watched any of the shows. So Moon Knight and uh Miss Marvel, I'm out. It's close. Yeah. Moon I just Miss Marvel like right before I came on here. Um if you guys don't plan on watching it, I can tell you kind of the no, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. I may or may not watch it, but since I haven't seen it. No, uh, we're going to watch it. I'm going to go to the restroom. You guys can talk about it. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to kind of break down like the future and then discuss what we think big picture thing is. So, Kate, you go pee, come back, and we'll be talking about Kate's it. Kate's seen both the movies. Have you two seen both the movies? Yes, I've seen Spidey, Doctor Strange, and Thor. But yeah. Yeah. We're talking just specifically 2022, but yeah, so... Doctor yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, everybody's seen Doctor Strange and Thor? Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to do this list of, like, 2022, 2023, and then when it gets back, we'll talk about those movies and what we think is going to go down for the future. So, right. 2022, so far, we have had, and all of them are out and readily available now. All of the Ms. Marvel episodes are out. So we have Moon Knight, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ms. Marvel, and Thor Love and Thunder. The rest of 2022, we have I Am Groot, which is animated shorts. Probably will have no tie-ins to the movies, but you never know. Um, We have She-Hulk. We have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And we have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I think James Gunn is saying will tie in at least with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, then in 2023, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Marvels, uh, which is going to be Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and uh, the name is escaping me, but she's from WandaVision. Uh, we have Echo, which is a spinoff of the character from Hawkeye. It's just a spoiler, I guess. Hagatha. What? That's the, the name you're thinking of, Hagatha. It was Hagatha all along. The, the, um, the black actress. I don't know her oh, name. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Ah, I don't know. Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have the X-Men reboot, uh, revival of the animated series. It's X-Men 97. Actually, really excited about that. That would be cool. And then uh, they haven't announced the dates for these upcoming ones, but Secret Invasion with um, Nick Fury, Agatha, House of Harkness, Armor Wars, Ironheart, Spider-Man Freshman Year, which I think is animated, Marvel Zombies, which is animated, then we have Loki Season 2, What If Season 2, that's obviously animated. The Blade movie, Fantastic Four, Captain America Thor, Thor <laughs> Captain America 4, excuse me, with um, Sam Wilson. 
Deadpool 3, we have Daredevil was announced that it's happening. And then we have the Wakanda series on Disney Plus, and they announced a Nova project, whether it's a movie or a um, series that is yet to be announced, I think. But a lot has a lot is on the slate. Um, lot to look forward to. But um, let's talk about what is already readily available, and then we can kind of talk about what we think is the future. So we both have seen Doctor Strange and um, Thor. So first of all, what do we think of these movies? Guys, with one beef, sure. My one beef with, with both of them, or no, one with of them? with the phase, I guess in general. Yeah. Um, oh, we can talk about the whole phase because I got some opinions. So, Me too. granted, I really liked Christian Bale in Thor. I thought the villain was really good, but how are we three, four? movies into the phase and we don't have any big big picture. big picture any i anything going forward you know like we're still like guessing of like where this is all going right and i was like why not introduce king the conqueror in doctor strange it would have been the perfect movie to do it like that would at least give us some because we know it's coming in yeah Man. yeah and but we have to wait a whole nother year. See, yeah, you know, I, like, I agree. I just I, feel like there's no, like, these movies individually on their own, I feel are pretty, fun, like, good. Fun. I, I enjoy them. Cool. But <laughs> in, in terms of, like, big picture Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, this phase does not hold water that's compared, the, compared to the previous. That's the annoying part, though, is, like, Kang. They've clearly laid out that the multiverse is this phase, but yet there have been zero stakes, especially in the blatant movie that is supposed to kind of be this big thing that it it transforms the whole future of Marvel. And I just feel like there were no stakes, and that's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It was a fun movie, but aside from that, it didn't do that much for me it was cool and it was fun but it didn't have the stakes that it was perceived to have going into that movie um i if they're gonna make this be the multiverse phase like what like we we've had we've had spider-man which has introduced the multiverse with spoiler alert all three spider-men we've had loki which branches off in the timelines and we've had doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and yet it still feels like we what are the stakes for the multiverse i i still there's no direction and i don't know i may maybe maybe it's coming soon i just i, I have there faith, needs to be some stakes i have I faith tie it together at some point i'm just disappointed that we have to wait until ant-man hang <laughs> the conquer yeah. yeah i thought for sure we would have i i guess not for sure but I was really hoping that we would see him in Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, I I yeah. mean, going into Doctor Strange, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it felt like they promoted it as if this is going to change the future of the MCU, like this is kind of the glue that's going to hold it all together. And to me, after having both of them, it feels like Loki has more stakes moving forward than Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness did 
I didn't feel that way going into Doctor Strange, but I also did watch it quite a bit later, so maybe that effect just wore off on me. For yeah. me, Doctor Strange was more of like a, more of like a ending of a story rather than starting one. More of an ending to Wanda's, obviously. But yeah. I don't know. Cam, did you have some? I don't know. I guess I guess and as the self proclaimed proclaimed MCU like biggest fan, whatever. My, I got a couple of things. And the first thing is that I am sick of all these TV shows. I don't know why, but like some of these characters just do not feel important to me whatsoever. And so, I don't need to watch no, them. No, I actually agree with you. I that's my main problem right now is I don't know what the hell's important. No, I know. It's I don't want to care for stuff that's not important because there's See, so the, much content. That's the that's the thing though. Like, I the the, the shows are matter. Like in the movies, oh. I, I think you. you that's the that's the whole thing with Marvel to me is like it's it's felt it it's starting to feel more and more like homework like I need to watch this in order to watch this. But, but here's here's the thing, is you watch it all, and this is my problem with them lately. And I, as movies have gone on, I've been more and more frustrated. Is a obviously we're not building towards anything. B, they're just trying. I feel like they're just trying to make money off cameos, and I'm kind of sick of that. Like cameo Spider Man was perfect. That that's what we needed. I didn't need to see a hundred different people, which is why I liked Multiverse of Madness, because I didn't need to see Iron Man variant a hundred. Right, <laughs> I'm fair. good on that. That's fair. But that's like, fair. and that's why I wish, even though Gore, spoiler, I guess I should probably say this, spoiler. Gore was Gore was a one-off. But my beef with the movie was I didn't, they didn't build him up enough. Yeah. Like. I need to. I needed to see that man out there slaying gods. Like that's what I wanted to see. And I think I they, saw, lean too, they lean too heavy in the comedy. I think. Yeah, and that, I think you still could have done that, but it didn't make the final. Like it didn't. Gore was super cool, but like I needed him built up, and that's what made Thanos so cool. Is you saw him out there in the trenches killing people. You just they just Gore showed up to the town. We didn't see him. It got to the end of the movie. Here he is. I don't really know what's going on, and <laughs> he was a cool villain, though. I like I like the idea and the concept. Yeah, that's my point. I, is I didn't see him enough. Right. Like build him up. Also, I why why did they make Zeus such a weenie? They should have like had someone. Ten hey, yo, what's up with the orgies? <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, damn, we're getting a little rated R with the orgies. Hey, yo, what's up with that? I thought that, I thought that was funny. Ty, to answer your question, I was reading this on Twitter. A lot of people were pissed about that. Apparently, that's just how he is in mythology. So apparently, Kinda. it is more realistic. But I don't know. But uh, here's my thought with so far the phase so far i agree with you trey i was about to say before you said it feels like homework it feels like i'm clocking in for a job to watch these especially the tv shows and i can't figure out what's important there's so much content i can't watch it all i'm just trying to get by it feels like and then but i do think marvel has been spoiling us with villains i think we've had very good villains in this phase and i think it's getting really overlooked i think wanda was very good yeah, I I uh, agree. Wanda's OP. Yeah, she she's one hundred percent OP. But here's the cool thing about Wanda: she was built up, you know, like exactly. or Gord could have easily been in another movie. Um, yeah. I I don't know, like I, but like Wanda was out there like killing people, kill them off. Huh? 
Marvel has a cool villain, kill him off problem. Exactly. You yeah. know, like they build these up for one movies and then they. Oh, well, they have to win. The superhero has to win. Well, I get it, but it's just like I don't know. If you have a cool villain, like stick with it. It's tough. I don't know. But he, no, I'm with that. Um, yeah, Gore. I just I think he would have been perfectly fine if we saw him out there doing more. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't feel very intimidated by Gore. Like I really didn't. Yeah. I also how this differs from previous phases is like we knew in the previous phases where we were going like the infinity gauntlet the infinity stones the civil war the breaking within the team and it took time too the right and it was awesome to see that come to fruition in this masterpiece of end game and infinity war like those were like just awesome moments in cinematic history Uh now i feel like we're at a point where it's all over the place it's all over the place and every movie kind of feels individualized agreed in their own little world and it's not uh, we've already talked about it. it's not we're not building up to anything right like, the world's not ending there's no quest like there there's just all there's no stakes stories. Here's i think the, you're sleeping so, i think that's why eternals is slept on because they tease galactus they tease the celestials and it's like it, you feel the stakes. I think Eternals is the most slept-on movie in the entire phase. I that, but I that's the thing. But, but that's the you thing. You need to watch it because it's fire. So that's you saw Celestial and Thor too. And I'm telling you, I I still holding out for Galactus. Whenever he comes, that's going to be a even but, bigger. But that's, a, but that's the thing. So we are led to believe that Kang is probably going to be the next big bad. But they tease that. What you think is. Uh, galactus they are 100 percent going to do a young avengers i think like that's it they're building towards that we have the thunderbolts that i think actually was announced but um what's the team that val is it um valkyrie no not valkyrie val the julia lewis dreyfus she's building a little like bad team like the suicide squad but oh yeah with uh secret agent or whatever yeah like she's building that team we have we have fantastic four coming down the line we're we have x-men at some point gonna make their way like we have all these groups how are they going to fit in the multiverse and like there's just so much like give me a little of direction and i will be happy well, i just want to know galactus i'm telling you galactus what are, what are we what are we rooting for what are we fighting against like i love and i saw someone tweet that each one of these movies in the phases have had like their own the the director you could see what they're best at come through yeah. and like the, inter- the internals was very um chloe like very scenic and that sort of thing Thor was very, I had some comedy in Very Taco Watiti. Yeah. And like they, I just, we just need some direction. What's the next movie that we're getting? Black Panther. Which that, I, I don't That doesn't like, give us no <laughs> direction. There will be zero direction they, there. There could be. Sorry. They could figure it out. There will be. None. That we're coming up on. Because I just want to see what they're going to do with the, the Black Panther story. Yeah, they have the biggest challenge of any movie, if you ask me. Absolutely. So That's I, I don't expect <laughs> like pushing the needle at all i see that daniel kalua is uh-huh. not in it. that sucks who's not in it daniel kalua who's that he's the guy from get out 
Oh. He was in Black Panther. Oh, was he? He's the guy who led... Uh, it said that he had scheduling oh, conflicts okay. because he nope, so he won't be in it. Huh. Um, I, I, I hope we get some sort of... I'm pumped for Black Panther. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm not doubting that. Yeah, but I just don't. I just don't think it's gonna build into the overall. Right. Phase. It's just for the biggest thing for that movie is like the elephant in the room. Like, how are they gonna address Chadwick? You know, like they, how see, they, they need to find their footing again. Right. Right. It, Marvel in general, you're saying? Yeah. They need to get. No, the- no, I'm talking about Black Panther. Oh, okay. And that like group of characters because obviously they have the biggest challenge of any movie. You know, this was obviously unexpected. So. Yeah, I think. I uh, reestablish the ground, especially because they have that Wakanda series coming down the pipeline. I feel like this is going to lead into that. Like it's going to be more focused about the people of Wakanda. I would say I just for me, it's going to be interesting to see like, okay, does T'Challa die? Do they like, or does he just like go on a trip? Are they just, yeah. Like, I mean, I just want to see how they're going to address it. I bet it opens at a funeral. I bet it just opens at a funeral for him. I can see that. And they explain that'd his death, be, however. That'd be the easy way. It out. would be the easy way. But I think they'll take it. <laughs> they'll take it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what, what I would do. I would take that. You guys want to hear one of my beefs with Phase 4? I believe. What Do you guys know when Black Panther comes out? I want to say November. That's maybe. correct. It's November. I don't know the exact date, though. Yeah, me either. Okay. Um, I do. I want to. We've been we've been kind of ragging we've been kind of ragging on what we don't like that where the phase is at. I was I there's a couple of things I liked about Thor. I love the Star Lord Thor dynamic between <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. It's awesome, um, and I'm excited for the upcoming Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. I think that would be really fun. Um, honestly, I wasn't expecting like, as much Guardians in this movie as what we got. I don't know if that was just see really. I thought. I was kind of shocked that they were kind of only in it in the beginning. I thought they were going to be kind of a critical part of the movie, but I, I'm okay with it. It was fine. I love the direction Thor is going in here. Oh, yeah, I actually I, love I, that as a character. I knew Natalie Portman was going to die. Spoiler alert. No, as I was watching Thor, this character has it's just like grown on me. Like as I was watching Thor, when people were close to dying in that movie, I was just like. I, I just kept thinking to myself, no, I don't want anyone else to die because Thor's already lost so much. Like I, I but he gained something. He gained true. it at the, and that's what I love is like he gained something to, yeah. And I thought I, so as a direction for him, I love where he's headed. I agree. My, I do you think we'll ever see like a team up in this phase? Young Avengers. It's hard to say. I, I think so. I, I could see Thor and Eternals or Guardians and Eternals. I have a, I have a hot take. Huh. I think the crux of a lot moving forward, maybe not everything, but is Miss Marvel. Don't sleep on it. I'm telling you. Ms. Marvel was good. I really enjoyed the show. It was fun. A, a fresh take on things. Um, she's going to be in Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel 2, the Marvels. And I could see her kind of leading the Young Avengers because clearly we're getting it. We're get, We have Thor and his little kid now we have uh kate bishop and the the hawkeye version i'm sure we'll get youngling uh a, a young hulkling at some point yeah. uh, we have we have the uh wiccan and i don't know the other 
one's name, but we have the kids, Wanda's kids. Like we're we're getting a young Avengers at some point. I would have to think. Yeah. Um. And and Ms. Marvel, I would per, I would think is going to be the leader of that. Um. So I could see her kind of being an important piece. So if you're gonna watch a, a series, I would watch that one. I'm, I'm gonna watch them all. I just need to get there. I'm just saying, uh, if you're gonna watch a series, I say Moon Knight. But I I'm watching seen them all. Miss Marvel. No, Moon Knight. Is, I loved. Moon Knight. I just I don't know. Um. What are you gonna say, Ty? I I was just saying like. In in current times, I hate to keep comparing it to the old phase. Like the old phase, you knew Captain America, Tony Stark. Those were your, the faces of the franchise, if you will. Right? I don't know who the face of the franchise is. I was hoping Doctor Strange. I was, I was, I was thinking it was. I was going hoping Doctor Strange would give that for us, but I didn't get that at the end of it. I, is it Spider Man? Is it Doctor Strange? I. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's going to be Thor after that movie. It'd be Captain Marvel. Yeah, it, it it could be. I don't it, want it to be, but it could be. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like you're it just there's no sense of direction in this phase, and that's my biggest beef with it. Yeah. I have two I have two things left, and then I'm the MCU has officially hit one hundred hours of watch time to get caught up. <laughs> Same. I saw that tweet today. Uh my last two things. One thing I hate about this new phase, I absolutely hate it. We keep getting these boring ass superheroes with forgettable names and just street clothes. I cannot handle it. I can't tell who is who. Like I seriously, it pissed me off. Well, give me an example. Like what? What do you mean? The girl we just talked about. I still can't remember her name. America Chavez? No, from uh. I like America. Huh? Ms. Marvel? No, from uh. WandaVision. Her kids? Oh, Agatha? No, we, see, we can't even come up with it. We well, just, I don't know what you're talking she's about. She's going to be one of the X-Men the, with the blue eyes. Oh, yeah, the, uh, what's Monica? her name? Rambo? Yeah, Monica. Yeah, Monica oh, oh, we finally came up. I don't like superheroes like that, where they're just wearing whatever. You can't, they just have normal-ass names. Like, I, I get mean, she's not a main character. It's just hard to follow. I mean that's a that's a lot of superhero origins though, especially like in today's time. They start them out without the costume, and then they the last bit they get the costume. Like that's just kind of the arc. Uh-huh. But but it also feels like. But again, case, I just watched Thor be in his costume for the entire movie, and I was happy. That, so. It does <laughs> kind of feel like with especially with the TV shows for me, you know, at the beginning where you got WandaVision, big character her and vision those first shows were so fire we were spoiled character big implications on it and now we're getting into kind of like it feels like side characters almost i just don't know if i like is a little fatigue of do i want to watch a whole show about a a side character if you ask me origin stories should be reserved for movies it's interesting they're gonna buy it and TV shows should be used to build off what we already know. And that's why I've hated some of these. I can't stand that. Like, I don't want to start Miss Marvel because I don't know what's going on. That should be a movie that I'm like, oh, big reveal. Let's go. See, and for, like, me, for me, it's kind of opposite. Like, I, like TV, you, you have so much more, like, ground that you can tell a story. The shitty thing that Disney has done as been tethered to the six episodes 
Like I, I think, I think they would benefit so much more if they treat it like a game of Thrones where you're going in knowing you're going to get multiple seasons of a 10 episode show. Like they were, they would have so much more room to tell a story like, Did you really want that with how many stories they have, though? Yeah, you're getting the origin story every time, though, and I'm not with that. I don't want the origin story every time. I want something further than that. Golden era of TV right now, like I, I'm telling, that's what I would prefer. That's just a personal preference, I think. Like, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to get. The only thing I have a beef with the Disney Plus shows are the six episodes because yeah. I end up. I think they're they're in in Marvel's mind they go into it as this is a movie that we're cutting into six parts whereas they need to view it as this is going to be a season of TV and we're we have a long time we're well, to expand on it for the future that's yeah. how I think it should be and I've said it a couple of times now but like when I say this is like okay I watched the six episodes I understand who the character is oh now I have to now I have to start way back at square one understand another character oh i have to start back at square one again i'm we're not going anywhere here like yeah. we talk about sense of direction but like if you're using your shows to just origin 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 i'm gonna get a little burned out and i think that's where i'm at here but i, I think just be just with it being marvel like we're gonna see a lot of these characters in the movies because again it's a fucking homework assignment so yeah. You're, you're going to see him moving forward. But maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, instead of going origin again, go maybe, and let's just say maybe, go into season two of something. I'm like, oh, Loki, season two? I would kill for that. Here, Here is what I think they should do, and this would be a bold, bold strategy, but I think it could pay off. Like I just said, go into it with the idea this is a large-scale TV show that is going to go on for a long time. X-Men. Give me an X-Men TV show. I think that'd be sick. Yeah, I could get down with that. I'd take Fantastic Four. But... Or Fantastic Four. Give me I a, love Fantastic Four. But give it, like, breath to tell the story. Don't don't limit it to six episodes. I think that's yeah, what... I agree with you there with, like, groups. It would be very nice to see groups being together for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I really have on, on Marvel. Yeah. But have you guys noticed... How about... Go ahead, Kate. Sorry. Have you noticed in this phase, it feels a lot more comic booky. Like it's like Moon Knight was kind of where I noticed it first. Like there would be some shots where it cut to Moon Knight, cut off, and then he switches and it cuts back, and that's just how Moon Knight is. But I just think all the shows and movies are getting a lot more comic booky, and I love it. Wait till you see Ms. Marvel. That one's super comic booky. Oh, good. I think Thor like that. was super comic. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. I liked it. You know me. I like the more dark and gritty. So, oh yeah, take that as you will. Um, I'm gonna ask you, everyone, what they're most excited about moving forward in the MCU. I will start, and I will say, with me liking the dark and gritty, um, I'm gonna go Daredevil and Deadpool. Um, I can go next. I would say Black Panther, uh, just because I'm super intrigued of what they're going to do with that story right. and all the obstacles that they have to face and then ant-man because we're going to get kang he wants um, kang he I, wants I, kang. I, I, I feel like that's going to be the movie that gets us back on track um and it will have a little bit because um paul rudd from, is from the previous phase 
can maybe give some more, you know, direction of where, where we're going. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for that one. I think there are some cooler ones coming down the pipe, but those are the two most anticipated for me. For nope. me, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, who was it? I just saw it. Yes. Loki season two. I'm very excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for Ant-Man, but I'm also really excited to see Moon Knight again. He quickly grew into one of my favorite characters and I just really like his character and they left it off on a really good note. I'm ready. I'm ready to see where that goes. I want, I, I want to watch see, it. Haven't seen it. I want to see Moon Knight team up with Daredevil and Punisher. That'd be oh, sure. that'd be sweet. He would fall right in with that. Uh, what are they called? What, I can't remember their damn names. Oh, it's like a Midnight Suns or something like that. No, no, no. The uh, the street level guys. What was it? The Defenders. That's what it is. Defenders. Yeah. 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 He fall right in there. He's a little bit more powerful, I think. Moon Knight is, but he fall right in. Yeah. yeah. All right, Cam, what do you got? What do you, what do you most? Oh, I got three. One is like the dead obvious pick. I'm excited for Black Panther because it's the next movie. Um, and then I got two sort of more off the wall. One's Armor Wars. I think that's going to be sick. I think, I, and I also love uh, Rhodey. I think he's a great character. And then I'm going Nova because I am pumped just to see. I am pumped. That's to, a good one. I'm pumped to see us get back out into like the cosmic level and. I'm I'm praying Eternal shows up, so he fits in. He teams up with them, so I'm ready. Interesting. Okay. What Trey? What were yours? That's kind I of a mixed bag. Uh, right. like, no, I, I like the darker, grittier ones. Okay. Uh, moving on, because I know we all love to discuss Drizzy Drake. Um, <laughs> a surprise dance album. Honestly, never mind. How is it sitting with us? Have, have any has anybody revisited it? I have revisited it multiple times. And is it growing? Yes, but not enough. Because I can <laughs> honestly say I did not download it on my album. Okay, I can say that it has grown. There are songs that I now enjoy, so there's at least that. Um, it I, is nowhere near my favorite Drake album. I would still say it's the worst. When am when am I gonna sit down and listen to that? Like in the club, like when I go to the bar and I hear, yeah, cool. But let like, me say that one of the times I revisited it, I was just it was Fourth of July out in the pool and somebody just put it on. I was like, I'm with it. It's and you were dope. dancing in your pool. Uh, it's not my pool, but I yeah, I was vibing. I tried to listen to it in its prime place when I was at the mall working. <laughs> And I still didn't like it. I still only got like three, Look, there are three a, songs. There in. are a couple of songs that I enjoy on here. I don't know why, and but I will say that it has given me a super appreciation of his last couple projects. And I don't know if that's because this was either so like unexpected bad, but like when I go back to Certified Lover Boy, which I mentioned before we got on here, the tracks where he sings are a whole lot better and. It makes you appreciate the mid that you get. <laughs> maybe. And I just have a super appreciation also for Dark Lane demo tapes, let me just say. I love that project now. Interesting. Cam, I, I just want to go off of what Cam's saying. And I it makes me appreciate, because after I listened to the first time, I texted you guys. I'm like, Drake, just rap, bro. <laughs> and, and i was and i emphasized and the, the thing is i i thought about that comment and i'm like we just got a drake album where he's rapping he's doing certified lover boys he's doing rapping, both he's doing, he's doing his thing he's doing both 
And I, I sit back and think to myself, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier when we were talking about Kendrick, and I said Kendrick has more stories to tell. Drake's at a point where he's just having fun, and like, he doesn't have many more stories to tell. Um, not that he was ever a storyteller, but like Lil Wayne experimented with rock, and you know he got a lot of flack for that. Um, you're seeing Drake experiment experimenting with with house music or the dance music, um, which you know after first listen I'm like I didn't really rock with it, but the more I think about it, the more I listen to it, you know I, I tip my cap to it. I respect I respect him trying something new, yeah. even if it wasn't like my favorite thing ever. Um, but there, I will say there are a handful of songs where that I consistently listen to that are like the up. I have a serious question. Okay, so like seriously, I find myself singing this album pretty frequently for whatever reason. <laughs> like I cannot get away from it's it, the- and I'm not saying I love it. I just I it is not anywhere near as bad as I initially thought. Like Texco Green. Um, Jimmy falling back, falling so, back is a. Snag. This was my question. I was about to ask you guys. What are the actual? Those, those ones, those ones I go back to quite often. Those ones, Texco Green, Calling My Name, Jimmy. not Jimmy Crooks. Everyone loves that song. We don't need to mention that song. I think we do. I think no, Jimmy Crooks. Jimmy Crooks. Is, Give some praise. Everyone, no, everyone agrees that it's the best song. Exactly. Like ever, but I love falling back. Like that. In, I like the intro he did on there. Uh, I don't know. I. I didn't really like it. Jimmy Crooks is probably my song of the summer, though. So, that's something. I would disagree. I'm sorry. That's a keeper. I like a keeper. A keeper's good. I honestly don't know any of the song names. I'll I'll be straight. No, honest. yeah, I know Jimmy Crooks and uh, the others. Texco <laughs> Green is such a vibe. Yeah, it's pretty good. I Sticky's want, good. I do want to piggyback off of what Ty said. I I respect him that he went fully into it and and. Get, like gave us this one sound like he tried it i wasn't the biggest fan but at least he went fully fledged into it and created that world i, I know we even in, in the past talked about i i go back to the weekend but like the weekend creates worlds out of his album and like don fm is a sound you know what i mean and with this album that he went fully dance fully house music but at least he didn't just throw a couple of songs out to see what stuck. Like he fully went into it, and I can I can respect the attempt. And I also will say that like I'm so glad like this was kind of a surprise. This was a surprise drop. Whereas we weren't expecting the album. It was building up. Oh yeah, I think he's gonna drop again. I've heard he's been teasing. I think he's dropping again. I saw a source that he was in a different world. Well, I think now he's got a little chip on his shoulder. I, I think I think he's t- he heard the slander and I don't think he's out yet. I think he's still so, gonna rap so back rapidly rap. I think he's intentionally tearing himself down. Do you guys remember <laughs> in the group chat? <laughs> what I want what I want from Drake what I want from Drake next an album, ten to fourteen songs filled of the beat everybody. And the the verse out your chest. Uh, Churchill Down. I want that verse is probably the verse of the year so far, in my opinion. Absolutely destroyed it. Churchill Down. I, I like Drake when he puffs out his chest and he's rapping like he's the best dude to ever walk on this planet. Yes, that's that's what I want to hear. That's what he's doing on that song. 
That's what he's doing on the entirety of if you're reading this, it's too late. And that's that's what I want. Do you guys remember in the group chat? I think Drake is coming from like, he's done that. He's been on top for so long. And now he's just like, he's just bored. I don't know if he's bored, but he's like. He's not, forgot the hunger. He's, he's, forgot the, he's, he's been the best rapper in the game. Now he wants to be the best artist in the game. You Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. All right. Um, anything else on Drizzy Drake? One more thing. And I just and I say this because I've had a revolution of my favorite Drake album, I think. Oh god. It, it's views. No, it's still not views. <laughs> I actually think so I've said for however many years that nothing was the same was my favorite. I may change my pick to if you're reading this, it's too late. Oh. I don't know if you remember talking about the coming back after the slander. Everyone was calling him soft after uh, nothing was the same, and he came back with the rappy raps on that. So I'm just saying, after honestly, never mind. I revisited nothing was the same, and I or not nothing was the same. Uh, if you're reading this, and I was like, damn, do you he's guys still that dude? Do Do you guys remember in the group chat when I was saying this album sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Which I did with CLB, so I've been tearing him down a little bit. And you guys asked me, if, Trey, you asked me if I thought he was falling off. <laughs> I need to put it in the podcast now that I do not think he is because he could come out with an amazing album next. Like, I don't think Drake will ever lose it. I think he's he's always going to have it. I think so. he's just a flitch, uh, a switch flipper. Yeah. I think he's going to just decide, all right, I'm doing it, and here we go. I just I, – we, we talked about this in, a, in the group chat a while back, but I want to bring it to the podcast just real briefly. I'm just saying, just going to throw this out there. The weekend and Drake, you know, weekend came up and, you know, Drake put him on. But if we're comparing last two albums, I'm taking the weekend, yo. Oh, and I, I, know, I think I I think I stick with that opinion as well, just because honestly, never mind. It's not a strong showing for the for the boy. Dude, You could say that for a lot of artists and they would all a lot of them would beat Drake's last two albums. I don't know how many albums beat certified. It's just interesting because he was kind of the the Padawan and now oh. he, is he the master? I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know how many albums beat certified Lonely Boy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Honestly, honestly never mind made me appreciate certified lover boy a lot more than I already did. Yeah, Cam asked me, you know, and I mentioned, I said on this podcast that Drake was asleep at the wheel for Certified Lover Boy. I take that back completely. I take that back completely. I was wrong. Cam came up to me. Huh? Did you hear what I said? What? That's what I was asking. Appreciate Donda more. (laughs) He's trying. trying. Uh, Yes, actually, as well. (laughs) Yes, it did. Cam came up to me seriously about two weeks ago. He goes. Do you think Drake released this album just so people would go to Certified Lover Boy? I was like, no. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. I'm dead. Out. Yeah, that was when it dropped. I said that. I said he's just trying to boost his CLB streams. That's what he's doing. <laughs> but the thing, it's just incredible the power of Drake can drop this surprise album. I don't know what kind of numbers that honestly never Drake's mind. About to drop. The game is in disarray. I'm sure that like it did, and it's probably one of the most streamed house music albums ever. Oh, you know, yeah. I don't have any statistic to back that up. It hit sure. number one on Billboard. I can tell you that. I yeah, know. it was killing the chart. It's just Drake. Drake can drop a house album, 
and it could be the best house album of the year. And that's tip of the cap to that. Tip um, of the Rizzy. All right, this is the last thing I'll mention about it. When is that merch dropping? Because that was fire. Did anyone <laughs> see that? It was I sick. Did. You cop it. I want the one that's like the window that says take care, or, or that's the take care picture, and it says I love your old stuff. That one's great. Yeah, that, yeah. that is a goaded merch. And then on the back it says honestly never mind. That's fire. See, for me, I can't buy merch. Sorry, I'm yawning. Can't buy merch from a mid-album. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I can if it's if the merch is fire. It's true. Okay. And I didn't say and I didn't say I didn't completely dislike it. So I it can. Has, it has to represent something on my shirt. You know what I'm saying? I said that I somewhat I like a, I like songs on there, so I can buy the album. Shirt. The dawn of entertainment cannot promote bad stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, this next one we're gonna make short and sweet. Really, I just want to know kind of what you're watching now, what you're looking forward to, what you're listening to now, and what uh, you're looking forward to. I mean, what are you what are you playing? What video uh, games? Other That's than other know. than you know what we've discussed, I I'll be honest with you. I think I listened to uh, Kendrick every day like i listen to mr morale every day um, do you think uh hip-hop's kind of in a low state right now uh, kendrick you know with kendrick kind of have dropped and now it's the drought yeah, i don't know maybe joey badass is coming though i that that'll hopefully be good that'll hopefully be good um looking forward to that honestly if i'm being honest what i'm most looking forward to music wise is beyonce's album I'm really excited about that. Break My Soul, song of the summer, yo. You won't break my soul. So far. <laughs> so far. Also, had, also had house music vibes. Which yeah, is, it did. Is that a trend coming? Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Drake just said it's my turn. Actually. Beyonce yeah. did it, and she's on the radio, and everyone loves it universally, whereas Drake, it feels like everyone... Had well, to, Drake does always get like more hate. Say, that is how it goes. Makes they do like it a little bit, but it's just interesting the comparison. But oh. yeah, anything? What are you guys? What What are you looking forward to? Um, um, I'm currently I'm watching Stranger Things. Oh, um, don't spoil! I want to watch. I haven't seen any episode I, ever, and I want to watch. Not on the fourth season yet. I am still working on the third season. But one thing I, I want to see earlier. First season. I just want to watch. I, I won't, I won't go into the plot or anything like that, but this last season, the last episode is two and a half hours. Yeah, that. Is that going to change the game of TV series? Because that's essentially a movie at the end. I kind of hope so. I don't think that. You would, no. rather, you would rather have two-hour episodes? No, no, just one two-hour episode. Two, I don't need them all two hours. <laughs> but I think it's going to be Joe. If you need two hours to finish it up, use your two hours. Speaking of two hours, if we're talking about movies, I watched the Hustle movie, the Adam Sandler movie. Pretty Actually really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I, th I think for a basketball movie, I thought it was a really cool idea to get basketball players and figure out the acting versus get actors and figure out the basketball. And yeah. maybe it's just because I'm a basketball fan, so like I know what it's supposed to look like. And when... I'm watching these actors try to play basketball players, and then the basketball just looks worse than I would play out in the driveway. That I'm not feeling it, but I but love you. What What are you thinking of right now? Like winning time, or like what are you thinking of right now? You said hustle. No, no, not I winning time. Winning time looked good. Like it's just okay. like 
you know those basic TV shows, like those high, yeah. like one high school tree hill, musical. like one tree <laughs> hill, where it's like, oh, we'll figure out the basketball part later. Sure. Cam, it's speaking of speaking of basketball, how you feeling about the the clips getting John Wall? It's a good get. We'll have to see how he looks. It's a good get. <laughs> Stay it, healthy. It, he's playing for the Clippers, but he's paid by the Rockets. You can't be you can't be mad about that. There you go. That's a good scoop. It's a good scoop for the boys. I do want to put you guys on to one TV show that I don't know if you guys have watched or not, but I highly, highly recommend. I've been trying to put everybody onto it because it's so good. The Bear on Hulu. Oh, they need to watch it. Yeah, watch heard, it. Heard it's good. It's amazing. Are the Armstrongs, are you guys watching Big Brother? Yes, sir. Hold on. We're one episode behind. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No, we're, we didn't watch oh, okay. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't watch yesterday. Um. I've been watching uh, for TV. I actually think I'm gonna go start Miss Marvel tonight. What? Well, they made yeah. it sound interesting. They made it sound actually. You're gonna watch it without me? Yeah, probably. That's, that's so, <laughs> as you guys know, I keep a running tally of things that I watch. You know, for our podcast at the end of the year. As have I. I have watched 19 seasons of TV in 2022. What's the number one so far? I can't tell you. That would okay, don't say number one, but which one have you enjoyed the most? No criticism. No criticism. Just you enjoyed it. The bear. Recency by. No, it's amazing. See, mine's still winning time. I love that show. It was so there good. Go. There you go. I'm telling you, the bear. It's amazing. I liked it a lot. Speaking of TV, spoiler, spoiler alert for Thor. That end credit scene, Trey. You see who's playing Hercules? I'm trying to remember now. Oh my god! No, I did see it. Just oh yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Roy Kent. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the end credit scenes because that's honestly one thing that also has been lacking in this phase. Like the end credit scenes have sucked. Oh yeah, it's Roy Kent though. I love that actor, Joyce. <laughs> Roy, Roy, Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy <laughs> Kent. Who's there? Who's there? Did you hear though that the the next season's the last season? What the hell? I love that show. Is that a Ted Lasso? Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, Kay, Kay, do you have any gaming talk for us, or are we uh, are we decent? Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, Modern Warfare 2. Have you guys seen yeah. that? Is that going to be next-gen only? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, for, it's for non-bums. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know about the whole next-gen only, but will you guys be copying? That's the main thing I yeah, want to Oh, yes. Yes, sir. I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, what? It doesn't look promising. It looks great. And it falls on one thing. The name? The beta. The beta? The beta comes oh, got out. got delayed, yeah. No, the beta comes out a week before the game. And the beta is kind of the big tester where they make a bunch of changes after. You no, literally cannot. Activision no, did no, good no. with Modern Warfare. Yeah, and they their beta was way before. Yeah. Their beta, the Modern Warfare 2's beta is a week before release date. That means there will be zero changes they can change it. It's just but like you don't. You realize they have to make hard copies, right? Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying they could change it in the future. They don't have to change it. Away. I'm just hyped for Warzone to be a thing again. No. Warzone two. I just downloaded it the other day. I'm grinding. When, I, hey, have you seen the preview for the Harry Potter like open world? Yeah, I have. That is game it, looks so good this year because it looks awesome. I've seen one Harry Potter movie in my life. But I really want to go watch them all and buy the game. Also, if it's this uh, year, the next year. What'd you say? 
the game? Is it this year or next it's year? This year. It's coming out real soon. That will be dope. So, yeah. let's pivot real quick. Uh, Rockstar Games. Oh, yeah. Rockstar Games, done with GTA 5, done with Red Dead 2. They're focusing on GTA 6. I heard that. Red That's Dead. crazy. The worst, worst Red Dead. dollars I've ever spent in my okay. life. It is horrible what they did to Red never Dead. Buy another Red they Dead. cut it off. No, what they did to Red Dead 2 is they screwed it. They have a huge franchise with a huge fan base, and everyone thought it was going to be GTA, GTA 5 online. That's what we all thought. And then they didn't support it. They said they, they were in the future. It was good. And then it's like, nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they screwed it. Yeah, that's a, I think the next gen I'm going to buy is the meta. Get the not, meta? An Oculus. Going in the meta. No, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. That don't is so it, worth Todd. the money. That is awesome. I would 100% do that. It's the future. No. Are you being don't sarcastic? You? I can't tell. No, no. I'm. I agree. My roommate had an Oculus. It was so fun. Was I disagree. Awesome. But honestly, though, like, how often are you going to play it? Like, I, I, I want to get one. It's only, like, 200, 300 bucks. It's not that much. But it's like. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that much. <laughs> Wait, when am I, when am I going to, like, when am I going to sit in my basement and play it by myself? Like, well, you're not. You're going to stand in your basement. Here, yeah. Here's what I would say, Trey, based off my experience of basically having one. You will play it when you don't have a ton of time versus xbox is more of a sit down thing in my opinion it's it's way easier to hop on that for like because you can't grind that all day you'll, you'll get headaches you just can't but yeah so i think you think of it switch it's, they're more like mini games though to me heading into right full-on games you like, can buy skyrim you're not gonna play skyrim on an oculus rift you're telling me right now i would no you you would sit down <laughs> and play it on your xbox i would play it on the rift but a different conversation all right boys well do you have anything else before we uh dip out of this b nothing really god of war got a release day a game's gonna be fire oh i have one last thing all right the, for music what i'm looking forward to some new baby keen that dude is grew on some me. new Lil uzi bird there was a snippet with baby keen and person i've been listening to a lot lately is corday looking for yes. Corday. haven't really gone back to that album a ton but i need I, no, I do too. I just haven't. What? What for me? Best song on there. No. Yeah. Coach Carter. Brother. Coach Co Carter. One for me is the best song. Coach Carter, in my opinion, but. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that is it for the show. Thank you for uh, sticking with us, and uh, hopefully we don't make it, you know, six, eight months before the the next Scrubs pod. So. Uh, Share it with your friends, and we'll be back for more. It's Trey Lesio, the Dawn of Entertainment, and peace. Scrub, scrub, scrub. scrub. <laughs>